Hey everybody and welcome back to This Moment, your transatlantic bridge connecting Stockholm, Sweden to Harlem, USA. And as always, it is a pleasure and a joy to be in conversation with my dear brother, uh, co-host and chef extraordinaire, chef and beyond, Marcus Samuelson. And today, uh, as we get near Thanksgiving, it is... It's a big day for this moment. It's a big day for me and the history of this moment because today's special guest is the most special guest I could ever have on this podcast because we're talking about the woman that I literally owe my life to, my mother, Elaine Bozak. Mom, welcome to this moment. I feel an honor to, to be invited to participate in this podcast. Yeah, exactly, because you're not only uh, my mom. I mean, of course, you're not only my mom, but you're also uh, you're also one of our core listeners. You're like, a, uh, I would say, a true This Moment fan. Oh, yeah. Let's dive in. Let's do it. Let's tune in. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. My mother, Elaine Bozak, living in Lund, Sweden, since 19... Correct me if I get this wrong, Mom. 1970. Yeah, officially 1970. I came in 68, but after three months, I left in. 1970, I said, I'm in like Flynn. I was only going to stay for two weeks, and I'm still here. And how's Lund changed? Has it changed a lot since the late 60s, early 70s? It has. I think there are a lot more students. There's a lot more housing going up everywhere <laughs> but okay your first impression when you did uh arrive in in lund the first time 1968 well yeah. i thought it was kind of a cool town because the black panthers were taking over academics for any and the the student Which union is the student they union. were on the roof and i thought i come to the right place this is it yes. i always wanted to be a black panther unfortunately i couldn't join but <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 but, but you thought, you were with them in solidarity and, and oh, yeah. at heart yes. um but uh, i thought it was a very interesting i didn't speak any swedish so of course you're very out of it if you don't speak swedish and people were very anti-american so <laughs> i tried to play down the fact that i was american because because that was the time of the vietnam war just the 68 the vietnam war and i was active in protest in new york but what did they know? You know, people just thought, oh, you're a white American. Oh, you're racist. Well, I said, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you can't prove it to people. You just have to go on living your life. And uh, 
kind of being a regular person, right? Well, you know that as you're also an avid listener of this moment. Yes, I am. I'm uh, up to date. I think. You're you're one yes. of our you're you're a part of our core audience, mom, which is fantastic. <laughs> I don't take that at all for granted just because no. I'm your son. No, not at all. I mean, I take it if the content that we were doing wasn't interesting to you, you wouldn't be listening. But no, since you since you are a core listener, you know that we we keep circling back to our like kind of um, what core interests and passions, which is food and music. And speaking of when you came to Lund the first time in 1968, when you moved to Lund in 1970, um, tell us a bit about what the food, like the food must have been very different for you. Like what, was, what were your early food experiences moving to this distant land uh, 50, more than 50 I, I, years ago? I came from New York in 1968. I just said, I cannot live there. All the shops closed Saturday, 12, 1 o'clock. That was it. You cannot live in Lund, you mean? You cannot. Yeah, I, I miss going to the shops. So they had a, a place called Entree, which was full of vending machines. So I vended milk, I vended cheese, and I vended bread and sort of lived off that because I always missed the shops. I came from New York. You, you could shop anytime. Shop in the middle of the yeah. But when I was invited to people's houses for dinner, it was. There was something that they were very fond of, like a la dobe, you know, this uh, like plastic, and uh, it's like it's a, like a gelatin. It's a jelly, right? That you put yeah, savory stuff, stuff in. It. Yeah, it could be fruit or it could be savory, and I didn't I didn't like the consistency of it. I thought it was kind of weird. But yeah. uh, of course, you learn traveling around the world to eat things and not insult people, and then take a big clunk of wine to wash it all down. <laughs> but then, people, but, also, people sat at a table, and you had your bottle of wine you brought with you, and that's the one you drank out of. Yeah. Okay, so and you didn't distracted. you didn't like share a bottle of wine? No, no, I forgot to go up to the Sistembolag. So I'd say to people, "Hey, could I have a glass of wine?" And they were like, "Where's your bottle?" And I said, "I forgot. I didn't know." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I didn't I get like, the memo. Oh. Yeah, Crazy. I didn't get the memo. Right. And what about the what about the holidays? You know, not just Thanksgiving. Like, what was you know, like when they're big American holidays, how would you get the food for that? How would you prepare it? Or did you just, you know, what holidays did you start to follow in the 60s? Uh, well, the Swedish holidays or I, Americans? I was only for three months in 60. I came in November and I left in the uh, November, December, end of January. I said, that's it. Going back to New York. Can't take this. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with Luna. I thought it was exciting. But when I came back in 70, it was August. It was bright outside. Someone got me in a weaving class. I was weaving rugs and blankets and all kinds of uh, stuff that was really fun with like Mexican colors. And all these little old ladies were saying, ooh, we like those colors. You know, it was really shocking to them. And I didn't know what I was doing, but I, I just liked color and activity, things going on. But um, and I didn't start celebrating any sort of activity. You couldn't get, where are you going to get a turkey? So you couldn't plan. you couldn't celebrate Thanksgiving and but not no, with not didn't. with the traditional food anyway. No, and when we did start with a group of uh, American friends, when we did start, you went to the states in the summer and you loaded your suitcase with cranberry sauce and with <laughs> cornmeal, and you yeah. had to plan everything. You had it's the story of immigrants worldwide. It's it's like right. You couldn't get cranberries here. You couldn't yeah. get to turkey eventually we found we, we got to the country and find out halloween you couldn't find pumpkins how are you going to make your pumpkin pie we mm. had loaded it up with candied yams in the can because there were no sweet mm. potatoes here yeah wow you had sure. candied yams you had your canned cranberry sauce 
you had your cornmeal, you had your spices, your pumpkin pie spice, and yeah. everything, suitcases. But you no couldn't clothes. bring turkeys with you, though. No, you couldn't bring turkeys. When did you think, when did you, is it deep in the 70s or early 80s when you started to get easier to get ingredients? When did you feel like, okay, doing Thanksgiving dinner is not, mm. Mm. you don't have to start planning it in August? <laughs> Please, sort of, probably sort of towards the end of the 80s, more and more, but but then we were a, we were a crew of about eight people who were yes. bringing the stuff in, finding out which farmer had pumpkins, which farmer. Had, but I was never into this pumpkin pie. Buy your pumpkin, cut it in half, roast it in the oven, peel it, scrape out the seeds, mash it up. No, no, that was like over the a little bit. <laughs> you like bit the, of, you, you like to buy the one in the can still. I like to cook. I love food, but I'm a bit of a lazy cook. But you so make a like, you make a mean sweet potato pie though, mom. I can make I can make a sweet potato pie. Yeah, and I can make a shepherd's pie. I can make all that stuff. <laughs> but you know, when I feel like it. No yeah. doubt. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You should only cook when you feel inspired. Well, you know. <laughs> so, so J Jason, how was Thanksgiving in your house? Like, tell us from your child memories. How do you remember? Well, I remember bigger I, than Christmas. I remember what? that my dad started doing Thanksgiving Day dinners in the '80s, and they quickly okay. kind of erupted. Like a few years after he had done the first one, there were so many people. There were like 60 people invited. Wow. So, there, you know, and it would be potluck and it was a whole big, like, uh, you know, so many people involved and, and it was like just this whole big machinery. He'd rent this big uh, kind of communal um, space in the neighborhood where we lived, where my mom still lives. Uh, it was pub. called the White House. Yeah. yeah well, the it was White called the pub at Ostatun, Yingis uh, yeah. Khan. So, and... Uh, and then I would say kind of the food, the quality of food, of course, drops the more people you're cooking for. So I remember one Thanksgiving, there was, uh, uh, it, was like, it was like turkey, gravy, mashed potatoes, and like these, you know, like the pre-cut frozen vegetables, like the uh, carrots, green beans, and peas for everyone. <laughs> so I wasn't yeah. too, I, I, you know, my interest in Thanksgiving Day food kind of dropped, but I had a lot of fun because I'd meet lots of other uh, American and English speaking kids. I mean, basically it wasn't just American. It was people from the whole world. You had North Africans, Indians, you know, South Africans, uh, everybody was coming through. So it was just a lot of fun. It was like a, it was more like a party than like, like a family. It was a lot of fun, but I but remember I think standing after that year, I think he was so, t I think he was so beat that then we went back to doing it like smaller family style. Not only that, Jason, after there was one when there were about 50 people and I was plating the food, standing in this booth, plating the food. Somebody was cutting stuff up. I was plating the food, giving it to people. I served somebody. I didn't even get any turkey that year. No, it was I like a soup kitchen almost. But, it was, but then, it, then it went back to, Mom, you took it over and uh, well, you and Carol your and friends I, would no. deal with it. And it was, you know. That. Carol and I took it to over. Me, whoa, 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 stop, stop, yeah. stop. You were taking over Mamadouku Thanksgiving? I feel like that's not right. No, Elaine, I think you he, can't was, just he was happy about Thanksgiving. it. He was happy about it. It wasn't Mamadouku's Thanksgiving. He never did any of the cooking. He had English International and he had Val Johnson doing a turkey and this other one doing. There were like four or five people doing turkeys. And he was the CEO. He was the Thanksgiving, okay. Thanksgiving Day CEO, Marcus. So he had people doing all the cooking, but uh, and I think he was that quite was, happy about it. 
Yeah, none but, of us. We had big Halloween parties too, but none of us wanted to continue, and that it, it was too much. So but, then I I got together with my my home girls and started. Yes, let's have yes. a smaller thing where we can really eat a lot of turkey and a lot of stuff, and just cook good food. And cook really, cook really good food. food. But I, and, I got questions. I got questions. I got questions. Yeah, yeah. Are we dark meat or, or white meat? Because this is a big, do we brine? Do we not brine? Like, I want to know the details here. We were in advance. We did not brine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Never brine. And it was a whole turkey, so you had yeah. dark meat, white meat. Yeah. My kids preferred white meat. What can I say? Matabuko like the leg, you know. So whenever I knew could... you don't have to tell me what the boss <laughs> liked. I knew where he would go. I'm also not sure no, if there's one ever the, been one a choice of, between white. Yeah. You know? one of the <laughs> one of the main things that always happens on Thanksgiving is that uh, that dad would get dad would come in, and you guys would have saved the neck. And you'd fry up the oh. neck uh, for and the dad. And the, and the first thing he'd eat is just the neck, no salt, no pepper, no nothing, just the neck. And he that I think that's one of the high points of his uh, his of Thanksgiving. Course. And that's and the liver, only for the him too. And the liver, but I I was always making a broth with all that stuff because you have to the broth to moisten the stuffing. And but then we advanced <laughs> to to uh, Jamie Foster. Brown yeah, yeah, my auntie, uh, Marcus knows Cornbread stuffing, cornbread stuffing. My yes. God, that, that's the best, cornbread stuffing. And then Carol Gillis gave me a recipe for yam. Ah, You know, it comes from someone called Senator Russell in Savannah, Georgia, via Mary Bloomberg, who was studying archaeology in Stockholm, and Carol Gillis, who was studying archaeology in Lund, and then it came to Elaine, who said, "There's too much butter and sugar in this recipe. We got to change it." So, what was the, the recipe year, for? It was just for candied yams. For candied, well, yam casserole with marshmallows on the top. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or Senator Russell liked pineapple on the top, and I oh, was wow. like, "No, no, no, no." So uh, we no. It became Carol said. We'll do a crumble instead. So we did Nice, that. sophisticated. Very but she liked all the butter and sugar, and I was trying to get a little bit healthy there. So that's where I evolved with the orange juice and orange zest and nutmeg and cardamom. You know, more of the savory spices. Well, now we're getting ahead never... of ourselves here. So tell oh. us about the invention, that you know, the dish that you then invented, I guess. I've got the original recipe uh, for the yam souffle. So it became, whoa, whoa, whoa. It became can we get a, a yam soup. Can we get a tea up? Come on now. Come on. I'm like, so where did we go from Senator to Jan had probably the pineapple and or the marshmallows. And we decided that that was, hmm. that was just too sweet. You know, Senator Russell, I think was uh, from Savannah, hmm. someplace in the South, a white Senator. And he was making his. Well, we can assume that somebody day. else might have been doing the cooking for Senator Russell. I don't know this as a fact, yeah, but we could assume recipe. that that's the case. His recipe came to Mary Bloomberg, who yeah. lived in Savannah. Yeah. And she brought it with her to Sweden when she married. I, her name was something besides Bloomberg. She studied archaeology, and that's how Carol met her. This recipe traveled around and went through many changes hmm. till it got to me, and I just said, we're going to really tweak that to the to the last minute. It ended up I was making four or five of these different dishes for every party because we divided all the food up. So we got to but, be about so, so what we're talking about is that you invented yeah. the sweet potato souffle. I didn't know that. that I you didn't were. invent it. Oh, you it didn't invent it. 
No, I well, I mean, his his recipe was vastly different from yours, it seems. Yeah, vastly different and vastly different. It's a basic thing. Mm. Uh, sweet potatoes, butter, milk, sugar, blah, blah, eggs, vanilla extract. And I just tweaked it more. I mean, this is what you do with recipes. You know, you're a cook, mm. Marcus. That's what you do. I was watching a program about George Balanchine, the, the ballet director. And he was talking about how you have a choreography and you teach the choreography or something. But they can come a dancer who's just... And she tweaks that dance. She adds some other gesture oh, or oh. another flip or turns oh. her foot a different way. Then it be, they go, wow, what did you do there? Well, I mean, and that's, that one of the, that's one of the wonderful things about cooking is that two people can cook the same recipe and it'll, it'll yeah. taste different because you, there's, there's that room for expressing who you are. It's like how we dress. You know, it's like there's room in the everyday to express who you yeah. are. And I think, I think that's what I love about cooking, actually. You know? What I love about this story, what I love about this story, Lane, is that this is how immigrants deal. Yes. You're basically doing a reverse Thanksgiving, right? Like mm. When I came to the States, right, not growing up with Thanksgiving, this is exactly how our Thanksgivings were with my chef friends. They were also, they either came either from out of state or from different countries. So mm. everybody used to bring you know, the West African brought their yes. jollof rice, you mm. know, the Swedes brought their herring yeah. or whatever, the Puerto Ricans brought their pernil. And then every now and then, of course, there was turkey at the table, but turkey was never really the center mm. of the table for mm. us because we didn't grow up with it. Yeah. But this immigrant story, this is exactly how immigrants sort of celebrate their holidays throughout mm. the world. Exactly. There's always yeah. one that starts it, owns it, and then the community gets to it. Then very often, just like it gets too big because mm. people get so excited, yeah. and then you got to break it up, mm. and then new recipes are developed. So it's, yeah. a, it's a beautiful immigrant tale that's inland. Mm. And, and that, that's what's happening on uh, Sunday. I, I turn 80, the 21st of November. Yeah. And yeah. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Big up, big well up. Done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Yeah. And I'm having a, a birthday party out in Loma, outside of Lund, with a few of the original Thanksgiving people, but we're not calling it Thanksgiving. It's, I want to eat turkey. So we're doing, and I'm it's having a turkey a dinner. By, I want a turkey dinner, having it catered by Kimberly Wiltshire, who is a fantastic American cook from California. You got to nice. meet her one day. Yeah. Oh, He's really I love good. That. Uh, she, I, she does a mean taco with the carnitos and stuff. She could work at Ooh. your taqueria. She's really good. <laughs> yes, anyway, yes. she uh, got to put a plug for Kimberly. She's oh. catering the whole thing. So we, I can just for one sit back. She's got all the recipes. She makes her own cranberry sauce from. So it'll be the first Thanksgiving where you're not doing any cooking. Well, it's not a Thanksgiving. It's a turkey dinner. It, it's birthday. It's a birthday dinner, but I want mm. turkey. Can I ask you, Lane, did, did the lingonberry ever come in as a substitution for the cranberry or oh, they're completely different thing? Oh, yes, it did. Many times. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah. you know, people kind of dissed it and said, where are the cranberries? It's, not the, it's not the real deal. But it does. I mean, no. it's similar enough, I would say. Yeah. Right? Jason, yeah. did you bring cranberry, cans of cranberry? I, asked I you have. To. I have. I have. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So but we're still. So, Marcus, as you, as you know, I was just in New York and that was on. Uh, that was one of the orders was. Uh, uh, canned cranberries, cranberry sauce. But I will say this, Mom, it was hard to find uh, canned cranberry sauce in the States that didn't contain high fructose corn syrup. But I did in the end find some organic kind that had real sugar. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Can I can I go off topic before yes. we go back to Thanksgiving? Because yeah. Elaine, like, I think it's it's so rare that we have have you uh, with us here. But I, you know, one major news that we can talk about, and I know it's a big deal in Sweden, but also everywhere else in the world. Maybe not in the United States as much, but <laughs> the comeback of ABBA. The comeback of <laughs> ABBA. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, yeah, very, so very good reviews took what? The newspaper very good reviews i haven't heard their their new yeah. album but, but were you, you ever know. into abba not Me? really but i love of course mama mia and the films i just love all of that stuff i mm, came mm. out singing the songs and dancing the dance at the movie theater with anya we of course we just loved it but um not a big fan no i have to tell you at sparta in the 70s i saw santana Exactly. I got to go backstage with them because wow. we said we're wow. American. 
we got to go backstage. They invite us to big party of drinking and smoking and stuff. And we just, I said, no, 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 I'm going to bicycle home. But everybody else went to the party. I thought, <laughs> wow, that's how gonna... you choose to tell that story. <laughs> if we bring up your girlfriend here, we might be another story that we're going to leave that alone. <laughs> so we, we're going to let you have that. Yeah. But for me, I was always so impressed with ABBA. Not for me, it's like musically, it's, what's, it's just like not necessarily fully my back. But I just thought, it was so incredible that something out of Sweden yeah. could be worldwide. Yes, that's and true. And then on top of that, when I came to New York, that the Broadway musical Chess and Mamma Mia was yeah. on forever. And as a Swede, the, 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 the magnitude of ABBA operating on a world stage, exactly. that was actually sparked to me. That's like, wow, this mm. shit is possible. You can mm. come from here yeah. and, and make it. And make it in mm. not just in like in a big in a Swedish sense, but like actually and not understanding what all that meant. Mm. And I remember being a kid watching that ABBA performed either before <laughs> Earth Wind and Fire, and I thought that was wow. a cool thing. Wow. Ever, right? Anyone who performed before Earth Wind and Fire, I was up. Mm. I was watching this thing <laughs> and I was like ba, ba, ba. I was like just into Earth Wind and Fire and Bob and all that stuff. But yeah. the the magnitude of their journey is incredible. Mm. And there's, you know, and they, I mean, the craftsmanship that went into the yes. writing and arranging and production of those yes. songs. It's like it's of the highest order, like undoubtedly. Then I, for me, the same way ABBA's music has never really meant anything to me. But yes, it is impressive that. Uh, this is impressive as Bjorn Borg, a little Swedish guy who comes up and is like mm. the world champion, mm. too. I mean, you have... Yeah. Like, but I think Abba is bigger. It, it's mm. a, it's a bigger. bigger it's mm. longer. Like they took a I think forty Abba year break. Is, uh, it's uh, Slatan is the only one who's probably gotten even close to Abba. I would say, yeah. like in just you can go anywhere in the world and say the name, and people know who you're talking about. I think it's actually okay. only Abba, Slatan, maybe IKEA. You know, uh, and <laughs> IKEA is only IKEA is only in the global north. That's only in the. I, I would keep ABBA above all that because I yeah. think, think about this, right? T to deal with Broadway, what musical band, not even the Beatles, have done Broadway? Like, those are compl that's uh -huh. a completely that's different yeah. arena. Uh -huh. That's true. You know? Uh -huh. And I will say, like, they listen to, if you listen to a Gaga song, right? For me, it's uh -huh. all ABBA underneath yeah. that. It's all mm, ABBA It's definitely sounds, there, definitely you know? there. And so I'm just impressed with the journey and the commitment to music. Like, that's interesting, you, yeah. You know? But I'd like anyway. to know what they were listening to, what they, I mean, because I'm sure that uh, Benny Anderson was, was bumping Earth, Wind and & Fire and, and yes. a lot yeah. of other African-American music and was like, hmm, how can I make mm -hmm. this in a Swedish, you know, uh, uh, with, you know, with a Swedish twist? Yeah. And also they, they have, for me, also what, conceptually, the clothing was always like, mm -hmm. there was a thing, you know, when you watch, well, you go back. Or, yeah. And yeah. I was like, that was definitely Earth, Wind & Fire and all of those, those things. Yeah. So it was a whole show. I was like, whoa, what is this? But I just think anyone who can have a hit in the early 80s and then come back 40 years later and still... Yeah. Be number one. That's incredible. It's very, very impressive. But now you see, Marcus, I'm a little older than you, so I, for me, it was the Beatles. They were, they were the. I, I just, I, the first time I heard them, I was sitting in a little Nipa hut, a grass hut, in a mm. little village in the Philippines, listening to Radio Luxembourg on the shortwave wow. radio, and I heard, "I want to hold your hand," yeah. and I oh. said, "Oh my." 
God, and I sang that song and I played it and I, you know, just that was my song and followed the Beatles in Manila, their first movies and things, because that, I identified a lot more with them. Sort of, I was mm-hmm. kind of a working hippie, I suppose. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, oh. I had a job, had money, but uh, I just really loved their music, their ideas there. I mean, if Lennon were alive today, I'm sure he would have been a rapper also, because he was always <laughs> developing. Wow. Yeah. That's an interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you, I mean, um, Lennon, it's interesting you say that because, um, you know, that's why I've told Jason this story. Uh, when, when Lennon died, our, our, our song teacher, she, she, she cried and, you know, we we had to learn about John Lennon and my mom was upset about that because when Bob died, the teacher didn't cry (laughs) and we didn't have to learn about Bob Marley. So mom threatened to come back to school. And it was the same year. How come, what's up? What's going on here? Why why didn't you cry for Bob? So so when I hear about John, I always think about that. That's like the title of another book. What about Bob? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What about Bob? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that about your mom, Marcus, that she always stood yeah. up for and and just like oh, your no. mom, you know. Uh. Yeah. Huge conversations at the household. They didn't want to talk about drugs, right? But you get it. You're a teenager, and then they were like, so she was so upset that Bob Marley was not allowed to perform in Sweden. I think he did a gig in Stockholm, and then he wasn't allowed because they were smoking weed. Mm-hmm. But like Rolling Stones and all the other bands, so that everyone knew that they flew in the drugs before. And my mm-hmm. mom was so upset about this. And it was Santana like a- was doing that way back in the seventies. Yeah. For God's sake, they were stony, yeah. crony, you know, playing <laughs> limp. And my God, that's why. I didn't go backstage. We didn't go to the party. Well, we don't uh, know. That, no, exactly. We need, to get, we, need to, we need to investigate yeah. and get a couple of other witnesses. All the people who were there, they're not around anymore, so they can't say Oh, yeah, <laughs> last witness around. Yeah. Got my own filter. Got to have yes. my own filter. <laughs> this, is how, uh, this is how your mom, Marcus. Anne-Marie. reminds me of you, mom, because the last time I met Anne-Marie was... Mm. Uh, the opening night of uh, uh, of the Clarion Hotel in in Gothenburg, and Marcus has this fantastic restaurant there. Uh, you were there. Your wife was there. It was just thousands of people. I was performing, and it was like twelve thirty at night or something, or one o'clock, one a.m. And who's out there, almost at the front of the, <laughs> like right in front of the stage, with her walker, one hand on the walker, the other hand in the air, you know. Uh, getting this. down, yeah. Anne Marie. Anne Marie Samuelson was there, uh, getting down, and we had such a good time, you know. Um, oh my God! Yeah, and it, it, well, it was like you, you two. If you would have met, you would have had to, a lot yes. to talk about, and uh, and a lot, uh, a lot of common ground. I'm sure of that. I, I feel that I've met her because I know Marcus. So I yeah. mean, oh. that's yeah. my privilege. But I remember being at one of the concerts at uh, Lund's Carnival. Yeah. When I was in the front. I row told Marcus about that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How, Getting how was it? Into the, yeah, it was really. I was suffocating. I said to the guards. <laughs> well, well, Marcus, yeah. I, like, I, so I come out on stage and I see I see my mom all all the way at the very front, and there's like I don't know eight thousand, ten thousand people. Yes. And, and you're like waving hands in the air, and I'm like, yeah. okay, great. This is a little, you know, you kind of become that little boy again, a, a little embarrassed, you know, like in front of my mom but but then again it's fine and i see you having a good time and then as the you know as the performance intensifies 
all of a sudden I see my mom's being squeezed against the fence, Ooh. you know. And, I, and so then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, okay, now I can't like concentrate on the show anymore. I'm like, mom, why, you know, why do you, you're at the, this is not that long ago. You must have been at least, uh, you know, you were, I was you were no spring. Yeah, 70 yeah. something. Um, mm. and, and then, so the, the, the security has to rescue you. I see them carrying mom out and I'm like, okay, what do I do? Do I have to like leave the show now and make sure my mom is all right? I'm like, you, what's going on? You did not miss a beat. You did well, not miss a beat. No, but this was going on in my head. I was very concerned and also a little kind of like, okay, I, I gotta have a talk with you like next time that you don't stand at the front of a concert. Uh, that was Vanilla Close's fault. She wanted to, because yeah. she couldn't see well. She wanted I know, to go up the front. I know, I so know. Then I said to the guards, okay, you have to take my friends over too. So they lifted all the <coughs> other. We had a good yeah. time backstage. Much better. Yeah. Listen, I, I just think that stories like this are just like, it's so important to hold on to. And mm -hmm. I always say to my friends, no matter what you argue with your parents, whatever back and forth, Enjoy the argument because, you know, when they're not there anymore, you, uh. you, you're going to miss them so much. So I just uh. love you rock, um, you know, you rock all the way up, mom, <laughs> all the way, you know, let them carry yeah, you out. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome uh, anytime, mom, to stand at the front. Yes. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> you're you right, know, the Marcus. Front days no, over. not but yet. It, it very but did your dad, did your father ever give you shit for uh, spitting in, in Swedish? Obviously, because he's such mm. a sort of lyricist with English. So he's like, Jason, you need to do this in English? Or what did he no, say? No, I think when I switched to starting to rap in Swedish, he was still not really on board with me. With that, they were rapping. With that, that I had chosen to do this. As, I don't think he really took it seriously as this is what, it, what I'm going to dedicate my life to doing. Um, so I don't think he was really paying attention at that time. But well, author, saying, he when are you going to get a job, Jason? Well, well I mean, basically, that, when, writing when the book go was a big school? deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's many years later. That's, you yeah. know, so 16 years later, writing the book was, yeah, that was a big deal. But then what was the real big thing was when I did the stage performance of A Drop of Midnight. Sure. And he was, yeah. you were both there. Mom, you were there. Dad was there at the opening. Mm. That's when I really think that something uh, beautiful landed there, at least with him. I mean, Mom, yeah. you've been my fan since day one. Marcus, if it wasn't for Elaine Bozak, my mother here, uh, who 1999 lent me 25,000 crowns so that me... It's a lot and of money. A me, lot of and, money. me and Mons could print up 500 vinyl records of an EP wow. we had made. Mm. I print, we printed up 500 vinyl records. We sold them. I got money to pay back my mom and to print 500 new ones. And that's wow. how we started the record label Juju Records, which then was yeah. the, where I released Botten is Nord, Alla Vilti Himlen, everything, you know, Mom, I've said this to you before. I could say it here on the podcast. You know, I'm so grateful for you. And you did it without, you know, without blinking an eye. You said, sure, you want to borrow the money? Here you are. Mm -hmm. I'm so, I feel very privileged that, to, that you had 
the possibility of lending me that money. I had but just sold a horse, so I had the money. <laughs> and also that you, you know, see, that yeah, you believed in me in that way. They believe. You know? That's yeah. the point. You yeah. know, that's really for me. It's amazing. And you're the true executive producer. You're the true Quincy. Exactly. exactly. You know, but you were even Thank cooler you, than guys. Quincy because you went independent. You know, mm, you went mm, independent. Mm. So it's really when even Jason cooler than told that. me I'm dropping out of university. Because uh, the music is burning inside me, yes. and I can study when I'm in my fifties, but I can't start rapping then. And I just said, "Okay, how can I help?" That's that's, I mean, that's the best thing a, a parent can say. How can I help? Wow. And it doesn't necessarily mean monetary, but it's no. like you know, what are we going to do here? So, well, I mean, uh, you you believed I, in me when before I had an audience, before I or my had a very very small I was, audience. You know, audience. Yeah. I was your first audience when you were singing <laughs> yeah. Santa Claus Don't Fall in the Water. I mean, you were singing from a little kid. So. We don't have to go uh, all the way back there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We might. We might. Might <laughs> be a different episode. <laughs> we, got, but we got far I, away from Thanksgiving, didn't we? What's going to be on the Thanksgiving table this year, Elaine? Yeah. What's on the table and who's coming? Um, <laughs> I can't tell you who's coming because that's all, always a secret. The Thanksgiving has been moved to my birthday, so it's the 21st. Yes. It's not the real Thanksgiving. Um, do you know one Thanksgiving I had a, when I turned 60, people, I had an open house at my house. No, when I turned 50, and people brought a live turkey to my apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brought a live turkey. What was his name? His name, George? No. No, it was a. It was yeah. I don't know, Sylvia. Because I remember, I, I remember that my sister was really upset when uh, when that turkey eventually, uh, yes, was killed and then subsequently we never, eaten. We never. No, we never ate that turkey. I couldn't. Okay. Well, you can't okay. name a turkey and then no. eat it. It lived in oh. the basement, then it was slaughtered, and then lived in the freezer. And then I said, get rid of this turkey. No, mm. I didn't mm. want to eat that turkey. But so what's anyway. on the table? Quick run through before Marcus has to go. Before, this it's um it's going to be where's my menu here uh turkey of course with cornbread stuffing and a separate bread stuffing maybe under a separate breast uh gravy mm. mashed potatoes cornbread savory cornbread or sweet cornbread i can't remember what she's making um what else uh, then there's going to be a green bean casserole don't know yes. what that's about and mm. for dessert pecan pie Mm, Ooh, good, nice. nice. That, that's and a new. That's a new addition. Yeah. Yes, and a separate order of pumpkin muffins because the kids okay. eat like uh, pepper cocker. Yeah, like mm -hmm. Swedish pepper cake. Wow. So they eat that, and they get uh, Plan B for the young kitties. It's spaghetti and meat sauce. Oh. Okay. Because there are a there lot of babies, and if they turn up their nose at the turkey, they get spaghetti and meat sauce just so they have something to eat, and then ice cream for dessert, and Pumpkin muffins, so that's... Yeah, but there might be a, a birthday cake too, right? There gotta be a birthday cake there. What? A no, birthday, no, no, birthday cake. No. Huh? That might know. be, Mom. That, can, that might be out of your, you know... That might, yeah. yeah. Might that's be. probably out of my control, yeah. Yes. That's true. Exactly. Well, Mom, thank you so much for coming on this moment. You know, it's... Uh, it's uh, well, it's, I didn't talk too much, Jason. Oh, that's fine, that's fine. I don't we, feel we, enough, we and I feel Mom. like you have to come back. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving, you're turning 80. Uh, and speaking of, you know, Thanksgiving is also the time to, to remember and remind oneself and people around you what we're thankful for. And uh, I am very, I'm beyond thankful and grateful. I feel blessed yes. to have, uh, yes. have you as my mother, you know. 
Well, and, I that guess. and that you're here and that we're both still here. All that three of us still standing. Yeah, exactly. It's really exactly. But so uh, I, I can vouch be thanking. Yeah. And That's I can it. vouch that Elaine is the mayor of Lund. I was in Lund for an hour and a half, about four or five years ago, and she yeah, took your schedule care of me, was showed me around, yeah, yeah. and she took showed me around. I was like, you can never have a better host than this. Like, mm -mm. and she knew everybody. It didn't matter if she was twenty, the twenty-one year old student, or it was like like she. I mean, talk about social, you know, like butterfly. You knew everybody, and I was so impressed with. I told Jason every time, I was like. Damn, your mom run that town. You know, she runs that town. <laughs> she found out when, when your event was. She came down to your yeah. event and was like, Marcus, you're coming with me. And then it was the yes. coffee shop, the bookshop, the, you know, yes. yeah, the round. There's the yeah. boom share where Jason goes to midnight mass because he likes to listen to it. Um, but I, I did get your, your um, not your producer, but whoever was with you, your the tour planner of your yeah. You think, and I said, well, bring her along too. We're going to have more coffee for everybody. Love <laughs> what are you going to do? All right, mom. Well, we'll be back in Lund soon enough. All right, mom. Now you know what I'm thankful for. And that's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty big uh, gratitude. That gratitude is huge, enormous. What are you thankful for, uh, you know, moving into this Thanksgiving? I'm thankful for many things. Every morning I wake up, I'm thankful that I wake up. I'm thankful for my children, my grandchildren, my life in Sweden. Mm. I can walk and talk and breathe and eat and live. There you go. I hear that and second that. I'm thankful for that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, mom, thank you so much for coming on the show. I see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.